Greetings. Welcome to In Conversation with Trevor, brought to you by Heart and Soul Broadcasting Services. I go beyond the headlines and beyond the sensational. Today I'm in conversation with Hemen Mashaba, the president of Action South Africa. If you enjoy this conversation, remember to subscribe, to like, and to share. Mashaba, welcome to In Conversation with Trevor. Thank you so much and thank you for the opportunity. Uh, obviously been following you for some time, for many years, uh, many, many years. And uh, I was surprised the other day to receive uh, the message that uh, you're still in broadcasting. I thought you probably decided to go for farming or do something else. And uh, I was surprised to learn that you're still in, in broadcasting. So here am I talking to you, and uh, yeah, let's see the, how the engagement goes. Thanks, Emin. Um, media is the only thing I know how to do, so here I am. Uh, thank you. Uh, I can tell you my life has been taking many turns. You can imagine, I mean, the job I'm doing today, the job that I hate. Yeah. You know, I always tell people <laughs> I, I really hate this job with a, pa a passion because yeah. I never thought in my wildest uh, dreams that I would of one day become a politician mm. uh, or, or a public servant. Uh, yeah, my capitalist like myself, someone who, who likes me going out to making money, that's probably what I was born mm. to do, uh, to, to make money. I started gambling at the early stage of my life. It was not because of gambling. You know, in the township, we yeah, play this yeah, game yeah. of dice. That's what actually helped me to uh, to go through school because mm. uh, brought up in a childhood household mm. uh, with no parents around and uh, yeah and uh, went to university in 1979, 1982nd year of my studies. Interesting, Hammond, that you say you're doing a job that you hate. Why are you doing it? Well, uh, Trevor, tell me, if, if uh, Heman Mashaba doesn't uh, do something about uh, the current trajectory that South Africa is on, uh, this country is going gonna, gonna to go. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. I think uh, we, we have to democratically work towards uh, the unseating of the ANC because uh, we grew up uh, thinking that the ANC is a liberation uh, movement. It's a, it's a party that's going to give us as black South Africans the dignity. Unfortunately, they've given us hell. Uh, they've, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I I'm really feel that, 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 uh, that a criminal enterprise masquerading as a political party. And uh, I believe uh, looking at our constitutional framework before the NC actually interferes with it, we've got to mobilize South Africans to remove them and, and put in an accountable government. And then if it's not him and Mashaba, then who? Mm. So I, I'm not, I wasn't really born to really be a spectator in, my, in life. My grandfather taught me never to be a spectator, never to live a life without a purpose. Mm. So uh, yeah, I feel if not him and Mashaba, then who? That's, that's interesting, Hammond. Is it not too late? To stop not the ANC. It all, it's no, almost called the what a criminal one. It's a criminal enterprise masquerading as a political party. Is it not too late to stop them? And, no, it's, it's not to, for being a criminal enterprise that you can't change. The only thing that we can change is to remove them from office come 2024. It's going to be our last chance. If South Africa, honestly and truly, we fail to remove the ANC from government, then then economically, there's just no way that the economy of South Africa will sustain another five years of ANC government, then I'm telling you what, has, what happened to beautiful Zimbabwe will be like a Sunday school picnic. So we, we've got a chance, but that window is faster closing. So it is very important to work hard uh, to get uh, uh, young black South Africans to wake up to their reality, to really understand that um, you cannot divorce your, your lives from politics because human beings by nature, we are political animals. So you decide uh, to stay away from voting and thinking that someone else will do it for you. Then that's when you end up uh, with a criminal enterprise and criminals uh, governing you and, and dictators. So it's really up to us. Uh, we, we've got a short window 
open. And uh, yeah, is, so is, that's is why it, we're preparing for them. Is it possible, Hemen, that uh, South Africa could become another Zimbabwe? Is it possible? Very highly possible. Very, very highly possible. If more especially if, if black South Africans, they stay away from voting because uh, luckily black South Africans have had enough of ANC. So uh, the, the numbers are there. The ANC is losing power, the, 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 the voter support at a very fast rate. Their survival is, de is dependent on, on um, black people staying away from, uh, from voting. So that's why it's important uh, um, privileged South Africans like myself, because I really regard myself to be a privileged South African, to use our influence to really get them to wake up. Because I remember Trevor already back uh, during Tabon Becky's era, already um, in the late 90s, early 2000s. I used to go back home uh, as a businessman during dinner, I said to my family, I said, you know, I'm really concerned with, uh, with this uh, ANC. Uh, I have a sense, and I'm not a prophet, I have a sense that they want to keep black people poor and uneducated. And fortunate enough, everybody agrees. I mean, look at uh, the educational outcomes of South Africa. It's, it's the worst in the world. Look at unemployment in this country. It's, uh, it's, it's the highest sustainable in the world. So if you look at any uh, index, uh, South Africa, they, I mean, I, I've really battled to really find anything positive I can really find about what the ANC government sure? has You can't find anything positive uh, the ANC uh, has done. What? Uh, honestly, uh, Jenny, please go. Go, uh, assist me. Maybe maybe I'm biased or maybe... Lack uh, uh, of affirmative action? No, no, no. That's been a biggest disaster of the ANC government because uh, it has made black people poorer. It has gotten uh, the, our economy to, to really have uh, uh, money flowing out of the country, the skills. But it has uh, made some black South African rich. Uh, oligarchs. <laughs> you know, if, if uh, absolutely Yes, it produced a few oligarchs, but uh, the, the inequality and the, the, the state of uh, black South Africans today, they are poorer than they were under, under apartheid. I mean, I was born and raised in a village uh, in 1959, uh, where we, in Amanskral, where we had no water, no electricity. I can tell you, to my, if I look at that kind of lifestyle, I losing a father at the age of two, I, I lived... Uh, Many years in a in a tin house, uh, what people live in their squatter camps, yeah. uh, you know, but uh, in a decent uh, village where we had the pride. And I look at uh, today in the city of Johannesburg, look at the living con deplorable living conditions of the people. Honestly, much worse than the life I led uh, in 1959 when I was born during the dark days of this country's how history, we, which is really very how sad. How did we get here, Herman? How did South Africa get here? This is how many years after independence? Uh, 29 years. Twenty -nine. How we, yeah, did we, we get here? Look, we grew up uh, obviously unbeknown to us uh, that uh, we, uh, you know the people who left uh, the country, uh, uh, Nelson Mandela playing a, a great role in in in, in assisting to to set up uh, for NC to start the liberation struggle. Unfortunately, uh, they were arrested quite early stage of their uh, their initiative, and unfortunately, their organization well the way in exile was taken over by criminal elements because uh, the Trevor asked uh, a lot of black South Africans, some of most of them who have been in, in exile, uh, some of them actually left this country not because of political reasons. They were running away from, they were running uh, uh, for, away from criminal activity, end up uh, in, 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 uh, in, in the camps. Um, uh, of liberation organization, and they took over those organizations. They come back here and continued with their continued with their criminal activity, becoming ministers. And today, they are the ones who are governing us. If you look at the ANC, be in parliament or all the the structures of the ANC infiltrated by criminal enterprises and uh, working with international criminal syndicates. Wow, <laughs> wow! Um, how are you going to stop them? I mean, the last election, um, they were at, what, 50? Well, uh, the last national elections, yeah. they were at 57. How but are you if, going to But if you, if you look at uh, the, the last uh, local government elections in 2021, they're now at just over 46%. And, uh, and, and dropping, dropping very fast. They'll be lucky if they can really be in their early 30s. You're uh, that confident? Company. You're that very, confident? Very confident. 
they'll be lucky. Mm -hmm. I think they will need uh, their gods because they don't believe in God. Uh, <laughs> so they will need their gods to get any weight loss to it 30%. Because I can tell you, uh, black South Africans um, have seen through, mm -hmm. through this. Because you are not going to tell uh, uh, someone who's not worked uh, for the last 10, 15, 20 years that their lives have improved. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to lie to, to a person for 29 years. You can lie in the beginning. You tell them, giving them uh, your, your, your liberation uh, credentials. But at the end of the day, people are not going to leave your, your, your they are not going to leave your, your credentials. Mm -hmm. People have got their own lived experience. And if you look at the lived experience of uh, poor people in this country, it's deplorable. What's, it's, what, what, what are the people I see you? quite active on the ground. You're meeting people from all across the country. What are they saying to you directly uh, as you meet them? What is it that is hurting them the most? Well, un unemployment, uh, the breakdown of the rule of law, um, I mean, the, 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 you know, for people not to work, a failure of education. I mean, if you look at uh, in uh, in the townships and the villages, are you aware, Trevor? Eighty percent of public schooling schools in this country are dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. And you've got it, the two ministers, Angie uh, Mutsera and Bladen's Monday. Tell me, can you send uh, your child uh, mm -hmm. to a school uh, governed by Angie Mutsera, or mm -hmm. can you go to a university uh, with Bladen's Monday as a Director. Can you send your child to 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 say? And these are people who are now running uh, the very important uh, institution to prepare the nation mm. to really be able to really compete with the world. They are rewarded. They've been in these uh, portfolios uh, for many years. But look at the, the Department of Trade and Industry in, in this country. Right now, we've got Ibrahim Patel. Before him, uh, we, we we've always had uh, communist ministers of trade and industry in a civilized nation today uh, when we have uh, empirical evidence of the failure of, of communism and socialism. But uh, you've got minister of trade and industry, someone who hates business. <laughs> you put him as a minister of trade and industry. <laughs> Tell me, what are you looking for? You, you take someone uh, as minister of police, someone with uh, really uh, very questionable uh, history that everybody knows that uh, the, the minister of police is supposed to actually be saving in jail and is the minister of, of the police. That's why the criminal justice system has mm. collapsed. So mm. we, we're facing major, major challenges in mm. South Africa. Are they insurmountable? I believe very strongly that uh, come 2024, uh, we will sort this out. Because failure to do this, then uh, unfortunately, mm. South Africa will be declared a failed there state. Is, there's always been a narrative, Herman, that says South Africa is exceptional. It's different from the rest of the continent. That um, the ANC is different from the other liberation movements. But when I'm listening to you right now, I get the sense that the ANC is just another failed liberation movement. In fact, uh, 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 you know, I'm a student of history. I like uh, reading and, uh, the, and I read about human beings. I watched uh, a lot of stuff on, on television and so forth. I, I cannot really find ANC to be any different to uh, to most of the African leaders, uh, um, but especially the ones coming from the liberation uh, era. And, and I think what's disappointing for us uh, to, uh, here in South Africa is because South Africa being the last country to really get their independence, we thought uh, they've actually learned, they've lived in these countries, they've obviously have a, had a witness of really seeing what corruption, what criminality can do. And I uh, can tell you, ANC came into this country. They've actually perfected. <laughs> they've, they've really perfected what they've experienced. Uh, it looks like uh, while they were in exile, they used to be envious of these blue lights and um, uh, these leaders living like kings when their subjects, uh, their citizens were living in abject poverty. Because that's what ANC is committed to, to see black people living in abject poverty. I thought that, correct me if I'm wrong, that somebody like um, President Cyril Ramaphosa, who is an entrepreneur, um, who wasn't out in the struggle, would be different. Is he not different? Where, when was uh, Cyril Ramaphosa an entrepreneur? 
Well, he, I mean, I was he born was, in. He was was part of. Uh, he benefited from the B B B E E. Do we call uh, that entrepreneurship? Policy. It's not entrepreneurship. Uh, unless unless uh, we've got to get the Oxford Dictionary to start really giving a new interpretation of mm. entrepreneurship. That's why in South Africa we developed our own called tenderpreneurs. Yes, uh, probably is a, is a tenderpreneur, which we must actually ask the, the Oxford Dictionary to to really put the tenderpreneur mm. there. And obviously Cyril Ramaphosa will, will qualify uh, in that space uh, to be a tenderpreneur. Mm. Not, uh, I think it's it's, a, it's an insult uh, to South Africans, particularly uh, as as black people, when uh, the world uh, uh, actually would regard someone like Cyril Ramaphosa as a businessman. What business? <laughs> Selling um, collars and uh, being uh, uh, trading in in US dollars, so the US, which. Uh, uh, his party does not uh, uh, like uh, the they prefer um, the, the Russians instead of uh, the Western world, but they like uh, the Western world money. When you're sitting in Cyril Ramaphosa's uh, the home, you're not sure whether you're sitting on top of money, US dollars, or you're sitting on top of a proper yeah, chair, you know. <laughs> and these are the kind of leaders we have today who are multi-billionaires uh, and you ask yourself but what really went wrong honestly Trevor it's fine it's mm. very difficult to really mm. understand uh, uh, these people how much money do they want people like myself did let capitalists even had to write a book call it a capitalist crusader just to really send a strong message to black youth that there's absolutely nothing wrong for being a a, a legal businessman, go out, make money, develop our country, go and make billions, but make them legal. Then you get uh, the leaders like Sir Ramaphosa come and disrupt the whole system. They go out and preach socialism and uh, and and uh, associate internationally with uh, with the wrong regimes. And uh, and uh, and we forget that we need uh, the economy to flourish. And uh, and for the economy to flourish, you need the rule of law. Uh, you need democracy. Um, uh, you need um, you, you need consequence management, which we unfortunately don't uh, really have at the moment in South Africa. Mm. Herman, you are um, listening to you. You are independent-minded. You're courageous. You are bold. I think I could actually. You you don't have any sacred cows. I could call you a maverick in a way. And. It's been interesting some decisions that you've taken and the places where you've been outspoken. And they, um, the way you started Black Life, uh, sort of Black Like Me, uh, we're, going to t we're going to talk about that. The way you started, you were part of the Free Market Foundation, very, uh, at a time when it wasn't fashionable to do so. The way you challenged Section 23 of uh, the South African... Uh, Section 32 Section of the Labor Relations, Labor Relations Act. Act. Uh, your views on foreigners in South Africa and the way that you've started uh, action, action, uh, um, yes, uh, action in South Africa. Mm -hmm. Talk to me, where, 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 is, where was that molded? Where was that shaped? Is it up your bringing? Where does, where does it come from? You're being independent, fearless. You, you talk to me about that. I guess uh, to my grandfather played a, a key role uh, which uh, came to... Uh, appreciate later in, in my life. Born uh, Trevor on the 26th of August, 1959, um, a year after HFR took over. So I was born in really very trying circumstances, uh, you know. I don't know, for some reason, my grandfather happened to have been home. He was uh, working for the, uh, uh, the municipality of Harangua as a security guard. Uh, why he happened to have been home on the 26th of August 1959, I don't know, because um, uh, upon my arrival that morning, was not my official name at the time. But I grew up being called Hyman because uh, that's what my grandfather had said to, to, uh, to everyone. And um, obviously he used to come home every month and then we'll spend uh, the entire 
Christmas. That's when you obviously get a full month at home. But I meant so much uh, to this old man because unfortunately, as I've indicated, I lost my father at mm. the age of two. Mm. So my grandfather, every time when he was home, would, would always expect me to be with him from mm. growing up. You know, he lived for me. Uh, I meant so much in his life. And uh, he instilled in me a, a sense of uh, self-worth, uh, self-independence, uh, self-belief. Um, uh, in short, that uh, uh, I should really be independent mm. in, in my thinking. I must be successful. I must take education seriously. Um, I've, I've got to do something. I must live a perfect life. It says, so please never take things for granted. Uh, he always used to use himself as an example that I must never be like him. Mm. You know, I must never be like uh, my, my father who at the time when I opened my eyes, he wasn't around. So for me, uh, calling someone dead in my life, it's foreign. I've never called someone dead in, 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 my, in my life. Mm. So as I said, I brought up in a childhood household. So I was really brought up by nature, by the, the community and, and life. That's why I started gambling at the early stages of my life. And um, I only changed this name from Hyman to Herman because at the time when um, I turned 13, 14, 15, this Hyman was too much for me. You know, it was overwhelming. <laughs> no, yeah, you know. Hyman. Hyman. And, I, you know, I, I used to feel that my grandfather's expectations of me were too, long, reason, too yeah, much. Were, were too much. And, mm. and the, you know, by that time in the 70s, uh, Kaiser Mutaun started Kaiser Chiefs. Yeah. And, and he had a player from Namibia, Southwest Africa at the time, called Herman Pele Blasky, you know. And, uh, and, and I used to be called Pele. I used to play football in the, in the township. So I was used to be called Pele. So because of Hyman. And then later on, when I became wiser, I then changed it to, to, to everyone Herman. to call me Hyman. But if you go to the village where I was born, they still call me Hyman. Hyman. But everywhere I'm going to stop you here. <laughs> uh, we'll come back with Hyman Mashaba. We're going to go to a controversial space. Um, Hyman has been accused for being xenophobic because of some of his views uh, on foreigners. So uh, don't go away. Join us on the other side. ZANU PF and ANC are the case to this continent. to our conversation with Herman Mashaba, the president of uh, Action South Africa. Herman, you have uh, been criticized for your views on um, foreigners in South Africa, immigrants in South Africa, linking them to crime, particularly when you were the mayor of Johannesburg. Is there a link between crime in South Africa and, and foreigners? Well, I think uh, crime in South Africa is a result of uh, the ANC's criminality and inaction to really deal uh, with, uh, with, with, a, with a challenge. When you have a country like South Africa where you lose your sovereignty, there's just no way that you can ever progress when you open your borders, uh, you open your borders to everyone. Unfortunately, you lose your sovereignty. To just give you an example, Trevor, when I was mm -hmm. the mayor of the city of Johannesburg, <clears throat> Uh, discovered that, that we were sitting with over 300,000 official housing backlog. Um, but then here's the city, Johannesburg, just 30 years ago was a real world-class city. It was one of the most modern cities in the world. Uh, and now buildings have been hijacked and um, uh, then put together uh, a, a team uh, to uh, to investigate what the problem was and um, discovered lots of hijacked, derelict, abandoned buildings. And we started the raids. Uh, Trevor, you cannot believe uh, that uh, up to 80% of the people we found in these uh, buildings in very deplorable conditions were undocumented foreign nationals and people coming from all over the world, literally. You know, and uh, when I questioned this on the 1st of uh, December 2016, 
uh, to say, no, we, we, we can't let the people live like this, whether they're foreigners or not. It, it, it is unacceptable. South Africa is a, it's a sovereign country. We can't live with so many people without documentation. Obviously, I, I, I was sensitive to the fact that people were, were uh, restricted, they were blocked from, from discussing this matter. And I decided, no, and, uh, we cannot uh, live like this because at the end of the day, the very same people that, that are being exploited are undocumented foreign nationals. Uh, you go into the city center of Johannesburg, uh, you see the human trafficking that's happening there by international criminal syndicates. And I said, no, my silence, if I do uh, 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 keep quiet on this, God will punish me. Uh, I've got it. Uh, Were you uh, tempted to keep quiet? No, it wasn't it. No, okay. no. Fortunately enough, uh, as I've indicated to you, my grandfather uh, instilled in me not to, to really... If I keep quiet on a thing, I keep quiet. You must know I'm, I'm keeping quiet. Because, but there are certain things which, uh, for me, you reach a space, yeah. space point where I'm saying, no, this is totally unacceptable. It's like going into politics because I was sick and tired of... Uh, having discussions with friends at dinner parties mm -hmm. in boardrooms. And I said to myself, no, this is not life. Mm -hmm. Someone has got to really do something. And I decided I'm not going to run away mm -hmm. from my country. Let me, while the constitution has stayed in place, let me mm -hmm. really do something. So when I raised this matter, I was actually quite surprised the way the people started attacking me, more especially the media and the beneficiaries of this criminal syndicates. They, they're using so-called human rights lawyers and NGOs who are paid to buy, by the criminality that's really happening. In the meantime, they are violating the rights of uh, particularly women. You get into to some of these properties uh, where young women as young as 10... 12, 14, attempting to prostitute. The only payment they get is drugs, drugs, drugs. They're made to sleep with 20, 30 men a day. Uh, they can't report this matters to anywhere because they're in the country illegally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They came here because they thought um, South Africa was better than where they came from. And uh, we were expected to keep quiet about this. And I said, no, I think uh, let me liberate South Africans. Let us discuss uh, this particular matter. What I found actually quite uh, uh, disturbing and concerning and made me to be even be much more vocal about it is because when I was then attacked about uh, uh, hating Africans, in the meantime, South Africa is not sitting with, uh, with uh, foreigners from Africa. I can tell you to Bangladesh, uh, India, China, uh, Pakistan, <laughs> You know, actually, uh, on the 22nd of uh, October uh, 2019, actually presented uh, to parliamentary portfolio on OMA face. I, I gave them stats um, because over the period when I was the mayor, when I, when I started discovering what was happening in, 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 in the city of Johannesburg and managed to put in professional people uh, to monitor this, JMPD, I requested them to really keep states of undocumented illegal foreigners uh, 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 which, uh, who are in South Africa. I presented the, the, that report uh, to Parliament, and to my surprise, uh, ANC and all the other parties in Parliament um, didn't want me to present a slide where I actually showed South Africa to be the World Cup of crime, <laughs> because you've, you had uh, criminals from the United States, or from Australia, from Mexico, from everywhere else. I mean, I've, I still have uh, uh, that report I can send Please you do. to. Please yeah. do, so that we share it with our viewers. Yeah, yeah. I, will, uh, email, I will email you that presentation. Yeah. And they, they were refusing to, to, to me. And this up, uh, uh, the parliamentary portfolio on Home Affairs, uh, so a lady just took over at the time as, uh, uh, Home, as Affairs a Home Affairs Minister. And he, he was defending this and accusing me. But I put my foot down and, and what I actually did in parliament <laughs> throughout my presentation, I made that particular slide uh, to be there what all the that, time. What was that slide showing? Showing more, your, Chi show, yeah, more no. Chinese, uh, Bangladeshi? No, or, no, no. Obviously, I think uh, because of the proximity of yeah. uh, Zimbabweans and Mozambicans, yeah. you, you will naturally have uh, more of uh, undocumented people uh, okay. coming because of the proximity. Right. 
and so forth. So yes, you, you'll get a few Americans, a few British, uh, uh, lots of uh, or Pakistanis, Bangladeshis. So you get attacked for hating Africans. That, yeah, that is, and that made me even much more determined because Why? It, it was. A, because I think it, it, it's a strategy of, of criminal uh, elements. Uh, when when they do wrong, uh, they, they, they they will pull they want to pull you down uh, to, to get you to to, to keep quiet, uh, mm. shut up. That's really what the criminal syndicates do. Trevor was born in an environment where growing up, uh, people will always be there to pull you down. Don't try and that with him and Mashapo. Mm. The harder you're going to try and pull you down, I can tell you, try and put me in the corner. I'm going to get come out. out fighting. I'm going to come out fighting. So Am I safe here, Heaven? <laughs> <laughs> so fortunate enough, you're, you've given me space, so you've not really put me in any any corner. But put me in a corner, yeah. Trevor, I'll, I'll get you'll out. come out fighting. I'll, I'll, I'll come out mm. uh, fighting. And uh, I'm really so glad today uh, South Africans are free, uh, liberated South Africans from issue. having this discussion. And, and, uh, and, um, and, uh, unfortunately, our legal system is actually not only failing South Africans. Mm. It's actually failing, uh, uh foreigners. for foreigners who, uh, come to South Africa because obviously our borders are the most porous in the world. People are under the impression that uh, South Africa is a, it's a, a country of honey and everything. Mm. In the meantime, South Africa becomes hell for them, more especially women when mm. they come here. Men then get involved in crime syndicates or with, their, drugs with their drugs and, and so forth. And uh, people are expecting, uh, uh, expecting us uh, to keep quiet. What about, Hemen, I, I hear you on undocumented uh, foreigners. What about when it comes to, you then have a hashtag that says, uh, uh, South Africa, keep, make South Africa, put South Africa first. Mm. You then have violence being meted against uh, foreigners. If those, even those who are documented and so forth, you have the examples of two Mozambicans that are bent, life, uh, bent alive because they are, they are foreigners. Don't you, don't you, think that you you carry some of the blame for inflaming the sentiments of South Africans against the foreigners? I think, uh, Trevor, please ask any of your journalists. As the journalist in this country, if you look at um, how many times people in the black communities take the law into their own hands um, against uh, one another because of the failure of the entire criminal justice system, when people really know that... Uh, there are criminal elements within their communities. So vigilantism becomes the order of the day, which is really something that we've got to avoid. That is why from day one, uh, that is why when the ANC reported me to the Human Rights Commission about uh, being promoting xenophobia, I was cleared by the, South of, by the Human Rights Commission because, Trevor, what I was advocating, and I'm still uh, advocating today, the problem of South Africa with foreign, undocumented foreigners is not foreign. Uh, it's not the foreign nationals. It's the South African government failure uh, to execute and implement our laws because South Africa has got an obligation through our constitution to ensure that uh, people of the world uh, they must come here. South Africa was built at the back of migrants coming here, and some people run away from despots. They come to South Africa. South Africa has got an obligation to immediately make sure that these people are assessed and uh, given the documentation if they qualify. And if they don't qualify, they must be sent back to the country. This can't be xenophobic. So we, as a, as a sovereign state, and I'm, I'm, I'm the first South African to defend uh, the, the, the South Africans and, and foreign nationals, because at the end of the day, law-abiding South Africans and law-abiding foreign nationals are the actual victims of this. If we had allowed the NC government uh, to, uh, to, uh, to keep us quiet on, on this matter, the situation will be much worse. It was not going to really improve. At least today we can discuss it openly. South Africans are waking up uh, to this reality. Some of us, uh, the, the me in particular, I go all out to with South Africans from day one. That's why when I was reported to the South African uh, Human Rights Commission, literally celebrated by the that. ANC. Yeah, yeah, it was reported by the ANC. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Well, because they're the biggest beneficiaries of uh, this chaos. I mean, 
NC survival is dependent on lawlessness and, and, and the chaos. So they thought uh, that I would be found uh, wanting. In the meantime, they forgot that uh, they, if, uh, there's a constitutional framework in South Africa. The, what I was advocating and I'm advocating today, it is home affairs, it is the ANC government that is failing South Africans, it's failing foreign nationals. South Africa needs to encourage people of the world to come to South Africa. And when they must, they must come here legally and when they are here to respect our laws. If you are running away from despots, like to give you an example, Zimbabwe, ZANU PF, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, if I look at Zimbabwe, I mean, it, it was one country in the 80s I, I used to admire. Uh, I once actually at one stage in the 80s, just before our independence, uh, wanted to, to move my family to Zimbabwe because it was a beacon of hope for all of us. I never thought South Africa will attain uh, free and fair, peaceful uh, elections, but the Mandela magic worked. And uh, also, uh, for some reason, God had another plan for me. 17th of November, 1993, on the eve of the election, someone touched my factory in, in Mabopana. I had a 6,000 state-of-the-art factory. Someone touched it. And that obviously made me to now focus on rebuilding my business here. And then a few months later, election, successful elections were held. I voted for Nelson Mandela. And then I look at Zimbabwe today. And uh, to be honest with you, uh, the role that I see ANC under the Tabumbeki played in the destruction of Zimbabwe, it, it hurts me, it pains me. Because um, the Zimbabwean collapse could have been avoided if... Uh, Tabumbeki stood firm against uh, Robert Mugabe and ZANU-PF to say this is totally unacceptable. The human rights abuses are some of the worst in, in the world. People why why do you think no, um, President Tabumbeki went along with uh, President uh, Robert Mugabe? I Have you ever I, thought about I, it? I think it's, it's got to do with this uh, liberation movement uh, mentality and sympathy, uh, comradeship. That's why I, I refuse to be called comrades. And uh, in, in our political party, uh, uh, the name comrade is banned. Uh, you know, it's, it's a bad uh, uh, title to use. Uh, we cannot really be comrades. Uh, the history uh, of comrades is not a, a, a good one. I think for Tabum Beki to, to have defended uh, um, Zanu PF and Robert Mugabe to steal one election after the other. And at the same time, uh, with uh, human rights abuses uh, in Zimbabwe, it, it, I think for me, it's, uh, it's, it's unfortunate, mm -hmm. really very unfortunate. Um, that's why uh, I really and strongly believe uh, we, uh, we need to really get uh, people of Zimbabwe to get their independence one day and get a government uh, that, uh, that can be ethical, that can respect human rights. And the only way it can happen, uh, personally, I'm calling on, on, the, on the international community to actually accelerate uh, the, um, sanctions against uh, the, um, the ZANU-PF government because sanctions worked here. South Africa wasn't still, uh, was not liberated by Russian AK-47s. <laughs> South Africa was liberated by sanctions. And I can tell you, if we want Zimbabwe, and Zimbabwe deserves it. I mean, it's uh, Zimbabwe, it, it, our next door neighbor, with the potential that that country carries. But unfortunately, under ZANU-PF, it's like uh, ANC here. ZANU-PF and ANC are a curse to this continent. Wow. Powerful comments there. Um, please don't go away. Our conversation with uh, Hemen Mashawa, the president of uh, Action South Africa. So let, let us learn to vote politicians in. Let us learn unapologetically to vote politicians out when they fail to meet our expectations. Imagine getting free access to the Newsday, the Standard, the Zimbabwe Independent and the Weekly Digest for a full month. What well, you can and all you need to do is download the Newsday e-reader app on Google Play Store or scan the Newsday QR code in any of the AMH print publications and start enjoying the quality content.
Welcome back to our conversation with Herman Mashaba, the president of uh, Action South Africa. Herman, so let's go back to, you've already shared with us, you got born and your grandfather was uh, excited, went around telling everybody else that uh, there's a high man here and uh, you uh, um, went on to start Black Like Me. Talk to me about the idea of starting Black Like Me. When did that idea cross your mind? I know you 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 got a thirty thirty thousand rand loan from your your your, your friend. Not Speak a friend, as such. Uh, the mm, old, what, uh, yeah. share, share the story with us. Well, uh, what, what us. happened is um, just uh, I need to go back so Absolutely. that you get the context. Absolutely. Uh, went to university in 1979, second year of my studies. One morning, what were you studying? Uh, I was studying. Be admin, uh, majoring in political science and public administration. I was admitted to university to study law, but uh, unfortunately, I had poor marks in Afrikaans. And uh, in 1979, in South Africa, to pursue a legal profession, you needed Africans. And unfortunately, I performed badly in Africans. Maybe That's fortunately. Why... Yeah, no, fortunately, because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> okay. And then... 1918, second year of my studies, one morning the university was surrounded by the police and the army. Six o'clock, we said, by 12 o'clock, everyone, the university must be clear. University of the North, Telfu mm. at the time, which was uh, that, that they had over 350 kilometers away from home and I had no send left. Then when they called us back after a month or so, I decided uh, at the time I was looking for context to leave the country, you know, and... Uh, while now a month or two, the university is now open. That's when I realized, let me keep myself busy, but get the experience. I worked for a salary for my life for 30 months. Two companies, Spa Pretoria as a, as a dispersed luck for seven months. And then I worked for Motani Industries, furniture manufacturing for 23. Now at least 22, no contacts to leave the country. And, and uh, my grandfather's thoughts came to me that I needed to really be successful. I'm not going to be successful by, with this, what I'm doing. So I needed to stabilize my life. I felt I'm, I need uh, to, rage, uh, to start the business, be a, a commission sales rep. You know, you identify opportunities. But to be a commission sales rep, I needed to buy a car. But buying a car for me with the type of lifestyle I was living, I realized it's dangerous. I felt I needed to stabilize my life at the age of 22, running out of time, and I needed stability in my life. Fortunately enough, 3rd uh, of uh, March, 1982, got married um, to my wife, bought a, a car, and became a commission sales uh, rep. And um, 1983, came across a company in Johannesburg selling a, a brand called Supercare, sold for them for 19 months. And during that 19 months, I was their top sales rep. Earning three and a half, four thousand rents a month. I mean, it was a big oil, you know. But then I still felt vulnerable. I said, no, but I'm not in the, in, in control uh, of my life, and I needed to really be in charge. But now I had no idea or, or any knowledge how to manufacture this product. But I took a chance because one thing that I've learned, my grandfather told me, is to say, look, if you don't really try anything in life, you've already failed. You know, so for me, that's that's how I operate. <laughs> it's either I take a chance or I've, I must admit failure. And I'm not going to admit failure as an option. A failure for me is not a, an, an option. I'd rather fail after having tried. Mm. So then I approached the white Africana who was the production manager for this company. Johan Creed was earning 1,006. You can imagine for me as a black guy earning 3,000, 4,000 and, and growing every month. Huh? The, the industry... Uh, I was going all over the country. So I approached Johan with a, a friend of mine, Joseph. He said, Joseph, let's talk to this white guy. He obviously doesn't like the idea, reports us to the owner of the business. Well, <laughs> tough luck. But the thing is, we said, look, if we don't try... <laughs> we never know. We never know. We approached Johan. Johan bought into the idea, but he says, you don't have money. We said, no, leave that to us. We worked out how much we want. Well, I approached uh, uh, the black businessman uh, in, in Mabopani, Walter Dube was a successful man at the time. I said, Mr. Dube, we found uh, a, a legal machine to print money. Uh, we were, can you help us? And he says, how much do you want? We said 30,000 rands. 
managed to get us in January of 1985, got us 200 square meter factory in Mabopani, Puputatswana at, at the time, because as black South Africans, we're not allowed to operate anywhere in South Africa. Started in a 200 square meter factory, got my wife to resign from Sutton Sons. She was a junior bookkeeper working for Sol, for Sol Kesner. Got her, she had accepted to come and work for, for, for us in this 200 uh, square meter factory. 200 liter drums uh, used to, to mix uh, by hand at night uh, and so forth. Yeah, paid ahead. You know, uh, that's why, it, it, like last week, I just got back from Europe uh, to presentation at um, uh, Innsbruck uh, in, in Italy. B business school have always had interest in my entrepreneurial journey because um, I got the most expensive uh, um, funding. I paid to Alta Dube Prime plus 10. Wow. And Prime in, the, in South Africa at the time was 21%. Prime plus 10 plus 25% share in the business. I, I had to pay him back in three years. I paid him back in seven months. By 1990, when FW Duclerc announced uh, the release of Mandela and, and banning of political parties, by then, in, nine, just over, in just over five years, by that time, I'd already built my own factory, spent over 10 million rands, state-of-the-art cosmetic factory. I did not owe anyone what, a cent. What products were you manufacturing? Haircare products, uh, the PEM lotions, shampoos, conditioners, hairsprays, and so forth. So you did this during apartheid. What lessons do you have for young South Africans, young Zimbabweans sitting out there who are crying about the conditions for doing business in the environments that they are, they are, they are in? And, and you cracked it in, in apartheid South Africa. What lessons I do you I think, have? you know, if, if I look at the, the apartheid uh, system, because and, and I look at the new South Africa, which has now created oligarchs instead of uh, business people, you know, during those days, we were inspired by people like Walter Dube, the guy who gave us the, the Mabonyas. Those are the people we looked uh, up to. Genuine we, entrepreneurs. Yeah, genuine entrepreneurs. I was a black industrialist uh, before the age of 30. I had a, a 6,000 square meter factory uh, employing what? Over 200 uh, people of Mabopane Harangwe used to work, uh, work to my factory supplying products throughout uh, Southern Africa, including Zimbabwe and, 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 other, and other places. Why? We succeeded because uh, we did not really have the government uh, um, that hated a business. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> they left us alone. The apartheid uh, government uh, ignored us. They did not realize uh, as much as uh, we, we are not allowed uh, to run businesses, we are not allowed uh, to, to operate in the so-called wide areas. But at the end of the day, it left us alone. I always give people examples of uh, running a business in Buputatswan. I was running, honestly, the biggest uh, black-owned business right in, in the entire Buputatswan, if not South Africa. By the time I was I was state in this country, never once met uh, uh, Lucas Mangop, never requested a meeting with me. <laughs> it but, was not necessary. <laughs> yeah, they left us alone. I look at Buputatswana Development Corporation. They had black and white uh, government officials. Those guys not once ever asked us for a cold drink or anything. Mm. New South Africa came. Oh my goodness. It was like uh, evil was uh, just mm. plunged over us. Then we started uh, getting, you know, people working for government agencies mm. now demanding to things from us instead of actually giving assistance put uh, unions on us i mean cosatu i mean cosatu is uh, it's, it's another case to this country we uh, rendered our people uh, unemployed destroyed our education system so i think uh, for me what i would really say to the young zimbabweans the young south african particularly blacks because they are the ones who can determine the political yeah. trajectory of the country. Vote uh, this uh, dictators out. Vote uh, this uh, criminals out of uh, out of out of power. Go out in your numbers because obviously this uh, the evil systems uh, they've created a culture of saying they will do everything for, for you. you. No, you stay at home. We'll give you. So Ramaphosa will boast about people getting three hundred and fifty rands a month. You know. Tell me, he can't survive on four million rents under mattress, uh, <laughs> but he expects people to survive on 350 a, a month. So 
that's a kind of uh, a, a culture. If 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 South Afri- if, if Africa can uh, embrace democracy and understand the power of their vote, mm. I can tell you this continent with the potential. Uh, that we possess because no country in the world uh, create, really has got the potential as Africa. Unfortunately, Africa right now, we need the leader, ethical leadership mm. and that's really what we need. So let, let us learn to vote politicians in. Let us learn unapologetically to vote politicians out when they fail to meet our expectations. Mm. Talk to me about now about the what are the core principles that Action South Africa, uh, Action for South Africa stands for? What What does your party stand for? What are the key pillars? The, the, the key pillars of things that are not negotiable for us. Uh, it's an unracial society. I think uh, uh, I'm, I'm a, someone who respect and fear God. That uh, I'm a proud black man, and I expect uh, and I respect and want to coexist with others who cannot change. Because for me to be born and uh, being created like this by God, it's not a mistake. Mm. And I don't really see the reason why I can't coexist with someone of a different race and, mm. and color. Mm. So coexistence for me, it's, it's crucial. There's the only way that we can actually build our nation. We must believe in social justice. I don't want to live side by side with poverty, abject poverty that I see in this, in this world. That's why I'm, I'm in politics. I believe in free market economy. Uh, I'm a real example. That's why I'm called by the world for many years uh, to really share my personal journey. Because once you can allow uh, businesses to go out there and make legal money, mm. they'll pay taxes, they will employ people. So I believe in government uh, as an enabler, create a conducive environment. But government is not a place where people make money. Anywhere in the world where you find rich politicians, then you must smell problems. You know, so mm-hmm. government's role is to, to serve people. I believe in providing quality education mm-hmm. because without the education, there's just no way this continent or any human being can ever survive. Actually, just uh, last night, uh, my wife and I were discussing uh, some family problem. She said some of her family members that uh, wants to have a, a, some kind of function uh, to pray to their, uh, to their gods or whatever, you know. And she said to them, says, no, my guys, educate your children. And if you want to solve your problems, educate your children. So education, education, edu- education. And, and, and I look at Zimbabwe in the 90s, uh, 80s. Oh, my goodness. I used to be so envious. That's why I wanted to yeah. move out there. But unfortunately, the ZANU-PF um, have really destroyed the mm. lives of millions of uh, people. But uh, they were their brothers here in ANC. They, that's why they work hand in glove uh, to ensure that they can keep black people uh, the poor. So, and ethical leadership. Mm. Please, when you go into politics, put society ahead of your own stomach. It's like running business. If I produce uh, a shampoo, I mustn't produce a shampoo that works for me. I must put a, a shampoo that uh, that works for the person. But people push back, Herman, and say, "Oh, but you can say that, Herman, because your pockets are already full because you're taken care of." But most of because most of these people see business uh, politics rather as a place to go and uh, do primitive accumulation. That's where you go and make money. But then, but then, if if you've got that kind of thinking, then Trevor, then you must accept that you are going to fail. You're going to be corrupt. You're going to be evil. So if you're going to put your stomach ahead of civil society and you think you can make money out of politics, I'm afraid the system you've already failed. I mean, it's been proven over the last two thousand years where you find uh, corrupt politicians. A system like that can never really survive. So, but. One thing for sure is that the capitalist system has proven beyond any reasonable doubt, you can't really default that. Or that once you allow people to go out and make money and you've got the rule of law, mm-hmm. the people pay taxes and government uses that money properly to build more schools, more clinics, more hospitals, infrastructure, public transport systems so that people can move around. And there's, there's the rule of law. And the social conscience. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, for me, that's why it's a social justice is yeah. actually quite key. Because you want, when you, you've got the business community running businesses, 
your in your education system there has to be an element of uh, social justice that's the reason why really for me one of uh, the, the issues that makes me angry about the ANC is by taking God out of our schools. You know, when I started school in 1966, sub A, uh, you know, in a church, uh, mm. you know, um, sub A used to be in a church, uh, sub A and sub B, and the standard one, we had some classes. Every morning, uh, Trevor, before we go to school, there's a 10 minutes or so right. of a s assembly, you know. This communist, this criminals came into our country and said South Africa is a secular state where only what uh, maximum of 2% of South Africans don't believe in God. In one form or another, we be Christian. I'm a proud Christian and I, 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 I coexist with my Muslim uh, the friends and brothers, uh, the Jewish, um, Hindus. We, we can coexist because all of us ultimately believe in, in God. But now what has happened with the ANC? They've taken the consciousness out of human beings. Mm -hmm. That's why we, we've seen the levels of crime unprecedented. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you, you know, you need to bring that consciousness that as a, as a business person, you know, how many cars can I drive, Trevor? How many meals can I have? How many uh, houses can you live in? Uh, how many, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, you know. Let me move you to 2024 is around the corner. How serious is Action SA as a party, um, and what role do you think is going to play? Do you see yourself being part of a coalition at a national level, and coalition um, uh, playing part as a coalition partner at um, at, uh, at at local government uh, level? What what do you see uh, for, for look? Uh, one thing that uh, that is a fact of life that uh, no one will ever reverse is that South Africa has entered the era of uh, coalition. No one is going to get outright majority for the next 50, 100 years. And I'm, I'm, and I'm actually quite pleased with such outcome because uh, uh, dictatorship and one party rule, it's not good for our continent. It's not good for, 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 for any society. I mean, if you look at, we lived from 1948 under, under, under the national party government. We lived 29 years under ANC domination. So one party to, to government, it, it, it's not good for, the, for, 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 for mankind. So we've entered uh, the era of coalition. And uh, without doubt, Action SA is going to be a major player. Just to give you an example, we launched Action SA on the 29th of uh, August uh, 2020, right uh, during uh, lockdown. We had the year to, uh, to contest the local government elections. I then strategically decided to only contest six municipalities. Out of six municipalities, Action SA emerged as the sixth biggest political party. Out of 278 hmm. parties that contested 278 that were in, they've been in, in parliament for more than 20 years, we overtook them. And You're at the, the time, largest, yeah? largest out of six municipalities. Hmm. Now, the whole of last year and now, we've, I've got structures all over the country. We're launching, as I'm talking to you right now, I've got teams launching branches uh, throughout uh, the country. So we're ready to contest um, um, the 2024 national and provincial elections. Um, we my you, prediction. Yeah, your prediction. My prediction. Indeed, yeah, we're going to hold you to it. Okay? Yeah, my prediction. Mm -hmm. uh, the worst case scenario, Action SA will be the second biggest party in the country. Wow. DA, the ANC. No, no, we'll be bigger. We'll You'll be, be bigger than the DA. No, by the no. No, there's no doubt about that. Hmm. Will be bigger than uh, wow. if ANC continues at this trajectory of uh, of uh, dollars and mattresses. If they continue the trajectory, we might even be bigger than that. We're going to turn to books. Um, you, you've got uh, two books here that you've uh, written. Our viewers out there love books, Herman. Uh, and well done for writing these books. Herman Mashaba 
uh, Black Like You. This is an autobiography of uh, you. I'm thank you for this book. Yeah. I'm looking forward to reading it. Yeah, this it. one wasn't written by me. It was written by my chief of the staff. The Accidental Man. Yeah, it's a, it's a much My other yeah. book that I wrote is uh, called Capitalist Crusade. I wrote it about 10 years ago. Mm. What what books do you, would you recommend to a book-loving audience? Oh, there? my goodness. Uh, I'm putting you on the spot? Are you putting me on the spot? I think what I can tell you there is yeah. the authors. Yeah. Please, uh, more especially Africa. Okay. Uh, they, they, they send uh, economists, one of the best economists, uh, Professor Thomas Sauer. Okay. Uh, read uh, the books on, uh, from that. Or uh, a friend of mine, uh, the, um, Williams, and may his soul rest in peace, just died uh, last oh. year. Mm -hmm. um, Professor Williams, uh, US e e economist, it's a great guy. But, but mainly, I read books about human, about people. I like autobiographies right. and biographies right. about travel. It, I always get fascinated yeah. to really learn about uh, this media people. personality. What got you into media? Yeah. What got you into sport? You are, you are like you? me. Yeah, I mean, wow, fantastic. F refreshing views. No sacred cows. You, you owe no apologies to anybody. You speak your mind. We wish uh, Action SA the very best and hopefully we'll sit here after 2024 and uh, 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 take an audit of uh, your prediction, whether you're going to be the second biggest uh, party in South Africa then. But in the meantime, so thank you so much, Herman. We wish you the best. I see you on the ground working very hard in overalls and stuff. <laughs> so you. we wish you all the very best, my brother. Thank you so Allow much. Allow me to tend to our viewers who are all over the world, Herman, who follow us every Monday. Remember, we're out on Mondays uh, on YouTube, 7 a.m. Central African time. To ensure that you don't miss out on any of these quality conversations, such as one I've had with Hammond, my brother here, please click on this subscribe button and subscribe. You'll get a notification when you subscribe. And we have created podcasts which sit on our website uh, for your listening pleasure. Um, until next time, thank you for watching and cheers.